God, we bless your name today. We ask that you have your way. Speak in this place. Take complete control. And we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As you take your seat, reach over and greet somebody. Just tell them, neighbor, let God take control. Come on, tell somebody else, let God take control. I'm getting out of the control business. Let God take control. Scripture's been read in your hearing, and it's from Matthew chapter 6. Those that are able, just stand for the reading of two verses, verse 25 and verse 34. Verse 25, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Verse 34, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord. For the next few moments, I want to talk from this theme, don't sweat the small stuff. <clears throat> you might as well look at somebody and tell them, don't sweat the small stuff. Many years ago, I heard Les Brown, the motivator, say that, and when he finished saying it, he said another line, which has since become a book by many people, and it's uh, our very popular phrase, which says, don't sweat the small stuff, and the catch line next to it is, it's all small stuff. The truth of the matter is that most of us go through life, we have these anxious moments. We spend our lives filled with anxiety. Some of us suffer from panic attacks of all sorts. We get bent out of shape no matter what happens. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be the smallest, pettiest thing, and all of a sudden we're losing our mind. We're totally frustrated. We're about to pull our hair strings out. We don't have that much to get rid of. We just, we just grabbing them and we, it doesn't matter. We seem to go anxious. We go ape crazy. We just lose it. It just, and, and I see people getting so upset. I watch people in driving down the street. They're cussing at each other for cutting somebody off. I'm like, you know what? You must have somewhere really you got to be. Just don't hit me. Go. Go. No, I'm not giving you the flying bird of any sort. I don't need to, I don't need to make any salute to you. No, go. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you for not hitting me today. But I've seen people when they get cut off, they lose their mind. They're cussing, beating up their steering wheel. Everybody in the car is nervous because they're afraid they're going to try and chase them down. Why? People spend their lives going crazy over little things. 
Life is too difficult as it is to create problems that are not problems. When you get a little older, you'll realize that some stuff you thought mattered when you were younger, it doesn't matter. All of you Wyclef John fans got that, the rest of you. Listen, what happens to us is that we have gotten to the place where we put everything on everything. You, I watch some young people nowadays. If you see some young folks, they get mad and fight over territory that they don't even own. This is my block, really? It, 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 I can't believe it. You stepped on my shoes. They're on the ground. I tell you the truth, my dear deacon just came back. My, he, he hurt himself. Y'all know, Deacon Nelson Williams had a horrible fall. He went through, he's working on a house, leg went through, crushed his knee all up, hurt himself. God knows, he went through a long rehab. The deacon got out of rehab. Finally, God let him come back to church. Yeah, we ought to celebrate that. Y'all don't know, y'all don't know. This man has been, his wife has nurtured him, has taken care of him. Deacon that's Betty Joe has blessed him. Yeah, I'm going somewhere. Finally gets back to church. And I do mean finally. He could not even get up the stairs at his own house without scooting on his butt up each stair trying to get to. You have no clue what he's been through. Now you got to remember this. Deke already had the same foot injured earlier in life. Already. It had already been injured. So now he hurts it again. He finally gets back to church. He finally comes to the deacon's office for the very first time since being out months. And he stands there in the deacon's office and while standing there, another deacon stands on that foot. <laughs> deacon that's Betty Joe just gave him an eye right there. You didn't tell me that, I didn't know that. <laughs> Probably because you wouldn't have handled it the way he did. Deacon looked at him and said, you're standing on my foot. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to call the deacon out, but I want you to know I'm close to him right now. <laughs> I'm not going to. I, I, I went back over the side. I didn't want to offend anybody, but. I was real close to him. I was real close. It's funny, but it's also real. After all he had been through, somebody to stand on that same foot your first day back, 
many of you would have lost it. Some of you would have found some colorful language. Some of you, at the very least, would have told somebody off. Don't you know what I've been through? Don't you know what I've been going through? And now my first day back is standing on my foot. Deke literally simply said, you're standing on my foot. I realized something right that moment. Here's a man that's been through enough in his life to know this is not an arguing moment. This is a moment to get my foot free. Because I did not come to church to argue with anybody. I came to give God praise that I'm back in the house of the Lord again. No, no, be honest with yourself right now. How many of you might have lost religion for a moment right there? How many of you might have lost, been ready to go back home? I don't feel like being in church. They, they knew I was hurt and here you, no, no. You see, because what the enemy does is he attacks you at a place of vulnerability to make you deny God and your relationship with him. Because what you realize is the devil's going to go after you. Life is going to happen. Challenges are going to happen. It is not what challenges you. It's how you decide to deal with your challenges. Life's going to challenge you. I, I um, think I appreciated that example. I really did. Because the first thing I want to share with you this morning is that you need to realize that nothing produces anxiety like a challenged mind. Nothing produces anxiety like a challenged mind. The more you are challenged, the more you have fuel to produce your anxiety, to make you upset, to make you mad, to make you nervous, to make you hyper, to make you want to throw in the towel and let me say something to you. Don't fool yourself like money. If I had more money, I wouldn't be challenged. No, more money, more problems. Don't, don't fool yourself. At every level of your life, life will present challenges. If you're older now, your challenges come in different forms. Sometimes they're health concerns. Sometimes you, your challenges come in concern for your children who you can't control, but you watch their lives around you. Some of you who are in the middle range right now, you baby boomers are taking care of your parents and you're trying to see how they're doing and you're being challenged by their challenges and what's going on in their lives. They're having their difficulties and then you're also worried about your own health challenges because you're not as young as you used to be and now things hurt that you didn't know you had before. Everybody, and the more challenges you have, 
You know, when you're young, you can't wait to get old. And when you're old, you wish you hadn't wasted that time waiting to get old. Listen to me. Life is going to produce challenges. And nothing produces anxiety like a challenged mind. I've got to decide, not can I get rid of all of the things that challenge me, I've got to decide how I'm going to handle what challenges me. See, I can, I can, I can account for some things, but you know what? Let me do it like this. Most of you came to church this morning, you did not put your windshield wipers on because it's a clear day in southeastern Connecticut. But in your car, there's a button there, a knob or something, and some of you even have automatic sensors. When it starts raining, you can turn something on to take care of the challenge. You have to decide how you're going to meet the challenges of your life. It is not whether or not it's going to rain sooner or later. It's going to rain. We do not live in the desert here. It's going to rain. So the only thing I can do is prepare for the rain. I can get my galoshes on. I can get a, a raincoat or umbrella, but I can prepare for the rain. And what Jesus was trying to do was to prepare them with an understanding of how to deal with challenges, with not throwing in the towel, not getting upset with God or with themselves. See, nothing produces anxiety like a challenged mind. But the second thing, and this is important, Nothing is as productive as a changed mind. Let me help you here. See, if I can get you to get your head wrapped around what I'm talking about this morning and get you to start changing the way you look at life, you will become the most productive you've ever been. Because when people get upset, many times they get upset because something doesn't work or something doesn't happen. You know, most of the inventions of this world are inventions created of necessity. They are answers to problems. Well, no problem, no solution. No solution, no progress. Stay with me. Some of you are fighting the very thing God is using to push you to the next level. I told, uh, I told my, my, my daughter the other day, I told her that opportunity comes disguised as work to ward off the lazy. Come on back with me, I'm trying to help you. What you have to realize is that sometimes what you are in angst over is a victory that God is getting ready to take you to the next level. And you've got to realize that I need to take this challenge that I'm dealing with now and see how God is going to bless me. Jesus says, look, I don't want you worrying about this stuff. 
I don't need you worrying about that. You're worrying about stuff that God already has provided. And if God has provided it in nature, you know that he's going to provide it to the highest form of his creation, humanity. If God took care of the lilies of the field, you know he's going to take care of the one creature that he breathed into. If God took care of it, he will take care of you. And every time you go through something, you need to realize, be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you beneath his wings. On lava pie, God will take care of you. Look at somebody just tell them, God will take care of you. Look at somebody again, just tell them, God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Here, what, what I need to realize is that I need to get my mind wrapped around what I'm going through. and get it fixed on what God is going to do. Mr. Clean, Richard White, used to say it, don't look at what you're going through, just look at what you're going to, and you will get over it. One of the problems we have is that we have picked up habits of how we deal with life from other people. Some of them we got from our parents. Some of them we've got from people we like to hang around. A few people we respected. And so we picked up habits. So if, if they usually cuss when something goes wrong, we cuss. Matter of fact, we can almost hear ourselves sounding just like them. You, 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 man, you sure do sound like Uncle Joe. <laughs> well, we worked in the garage together all the time. I guess I gotta pick up a few words. No, you picked up all the words. You got them all. The intonations, the, the inflections, you got it all. No, and because of that, we don't have good habits for handling bad things when they happen. So our habits are wrong at handling bad things. So you can tell people who, who have a, a family that gets hyper-emotional, and could you know how they're going to act when a certain thing happens because they go from zero to a thousand? I know I'm looking at a couple of y'all in here now, come on. <laughs> and you have families who, who the, the same situation will happen, they will feel just as deeply, and they'll go from zero to three. And if they get a head nod and one teardrop, that's big for them. There's nothing wrong with either. What is wrong is not dealing with life. Denying life is real. Denying your pain. 
denying your hurt, denying the fact that somebody has mistreated you, to deny it. The beauty of what Deke did when he asked him to get off his foot was, was that he didn't deny that somebody was standing on his foot. Look, I saw somebody, and, and I wasn't there personally, but that's so why you saw is not, uh, let me use the word heard. But people who I trust were there. Somebody ordered a hamburger and got the bun and no burger, and they weren't gonna say anything? That's a little too Christian. I don't know what kind of Christian it is. Hey, 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 hey. I can't pay for the bun alone. Listen. There's a way in which we have to fix our minds on doing right things all the time and allowing God to be God. See, the one thing I learned is I don't have to be God. All I need to do is to trust he who is. Okay. This is a series, I know I can't get it all done, I'm just setting you up for where I'm taking you. The last part of the series, and you'll see all three of these things come up in each of the messages, and, but one will be each in a cluster by itself. So stay here, the last part of the message is this. Nothing is as powerful as a Christ-like mind. Okay. A changed mind is great. But a Christ-like mind is awesome. Listen to me. One of the biggest problems people have is that you keep talking about this is my personality. This is just who I am. I've been like this my whole life. You did not get out the womb with your head rolling. It did not come out. I promise you that didn't happen. <laughs> this my personality, and everybody just want to change me. No, Jesus wants to change you. <laughs> Jesus knows that the rest of us won't be able to take you unless he changes you. I'm almost done. I got to take my seat. Listen, what I need to do, the Bible says that I need to be renewed by the transforming of my mind. My mind has to be renewed so that what he is doing here in a very practical way, I'll show you this over the next couple of weeks, what he's doing here in a practical way is saying, I know you think you understand life cycles, but you don't. You need to understand that every part of the life cycle is a God cycle. And that natural order is divine order personified in the earth realm. 
And since natural order is divine order personified in the earth realm, then there's a time and a season for everything. And since God has to provide for nature in order for it to nurture itself, it continuously, God says, I will provide for you because you've been born of my nature into the earth realm and I breathe into you the breath of life. So provision is already in you, both of intellect and instinct because you have the divine ruach of God on the inside. So I have provided you in the inside intellect and instinct and externally I will see to it that your physical needs will be supplied and everything you need will be manifested. Okay. I'm done with this one. I'm done. I'm, I really am. I'm done. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Get this before you go home. Look at the person next, say, neighbor, you can change the way you think. And when you change it, change it to a Christ-like mind. What would Christ do in my situation? What would Christ do about my anger? What would Christ do about my difficulties? What would Christ do about my sorrows? How would the Lord handle this difficult moment right now? And if I can get a Christ-like mind, I can get in the flow of his will and get in the blessing that is coming because he's already predetermined that I'm going to be blessed. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Come on, give him a praise. Come on, give him a praise. God bless you. God bless you. The doors of the church open.